Good morning once again and welcome to the prayer line. We want to say good morning, Abba Father, good morning, Lord Jesus, and good morning, Holy Spirit. We come before you seeking your presence to fill our hearts and to be immersed in your glory, which cannot even be described. We bow before you to give you honor and praise this morning, for there is none like you. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And it is in you that we live and move and have our being. We know that all things are possible, and without you we can do nothing. We are seeking to be found in your divine will for this day, for this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. You tell us to prepare our hearts and minds and to stay alert and to fix our hope firmly on your marvelous grace. May we grasp the hour in which we are living Father, to stay strong in this day, our eyes must be fixed on Jesus and what was done for us through him. May the revelation of who Christ Jesus is be revealed to us and who we are in him. May we be strong, faithful, and deliberate in our walk with Christ. May we continue to go up in this world as it is spiraling downward all around us. We bind all fear that the enemy of our soul would try to put upon us and declare that no weapon, no weapon formed against us will prosper. And any voice that should try to rise up against us, we will show it to be in the wrong. For we are children of the Most High God, And we will walk in the power and the authority that has been given back to us. And it is in Jesus' name that I pray. And everyone said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Well, let me just say to everyone who is on the line this morning that you are welcome, 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 no matter where you are calling in from. Come and receive. See, you can be on the line, but you've got to receive what the Lord is saying because he has something to say to us this morning as we start out this day in him. I want to uh, introduce our team for this morning. My name is Heather Dawson. I am facilitating the call. And we have with us Sister Myrna Whetstone. She will be praying for requests that have come in during our time of prayer. So good morning, Myrna. How are you? Good morning, Mother. I am wonderful. How are you? It's so good to hear you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm wonderful, too. And, you know, how can we be any different when we know who our Savior is and that we walk with him continuously? Praise the Lord. And, you know, we always um, want to honor uh, Bishop and Pastor Adrian. We are grateful to the Lord for them and 
ask the Lord that he guide them, their every footstep, that he, the Lord will give them strength and courage and boldness as they listen to the voice of the Lord this day. And we have our devotion leader this morning, and I want to introduce her, and that is Minister Linda Lightfoot. So good morning, Minister Linda. How are you this morning? Good morning, Elder Heather. I am blessed to be a blessing. (laughs) Indeed, you are blessed to be a blessing. Hallelujah. Well, (laughs) praise the Lord. And since we have invited the Lord uh, into the call this morning and we've prayed, uh, we're just going to turn it over to you at this time, uh, Minister Linda. So please come and bring the word of the Lord to us. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to our bishop, Bishop Christopher Carl Smith. Good morning to Pastor Adrian. Good morning to all visiting pastors on the line and to all clergy. And good morning to the New Destiny worshiping family and friends. It's a great day in the kingdom this April 26, 2022. And our topic of discussion is coming from two passages of scripture, Luke 18 and 8 and Matthew 24, verses 3 through 7, and they read as follows. Luke 18 and 8 says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Matthew 24, 3 through 7 reads, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, When shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. All these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For the nation shall rise against nations and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. We're going to echo the same question the Lord posed. When Jesus comes, will he find faith? A brief little backdrop. This is Jesus' final days with his disciples. He has set his face like a flint to go to Jerusalem. He enters riding up on the colt of an ass. A great multitude spreads their garments and palm leaves on the way. Many going before him shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. He goes into the temple and casts out the money changers. He healed the blind and the lame. His actions, the healings, and the cries of the people provoke the chief priest to anger. He leaves and goes to Bethany only to return to Jerusalem in the morning hungry. And he comes to a fig tree, and and that fig tree bore no fruit. So he curses it, and the tree withers and dies. He turns to the temple. And 
he returns to the temple, and the chief priests begin harassing him by interrogation, seeking to trip him over his own words, but were unsuccessful. They back off, and when they backed off, the Sadducees took their turn, and then the Pharisees took their turn. They all were silenced by his questions. And then Jesus begins to address the multitude. He pronounces judgment upon the scribes and the Pharisees and eventually leaves the temple. The disciples are wanting to know, wanting to show him the buildings of the temple. And so in Matthew 24 and 2, Jesus says to them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here, one stone upon another, that shall not be thrown down. And when he goes to the Mount of Olives, the disciples are coming to him privately, asking of the signs of his coming and the end of the world. And he begins by saying, don't allow imposters pretending to be me to deceive you. You'll hear wars and rumors of wars, but don't be troubled. These things must come to pass. And the end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation. Persecution is coming, and you will be hated for my name's sake. Many shall be offended. Beware of false prophets. The love of many shall wax cold. He that endures shall be saved. And these are the signs of the coming of the end. Well, you know, when the Son of Man comes, He will require the produce of the seed of the kingdom sown among this people. Shall he find faith on the earth? Or rather, shall he find fidelity in this land, adherence to what is right and true? Will he find those that are practicing careful observance of duty or discharge of kingdom obligations? Shall he find that the soil of the hearts of men has brought forth a harvest proportioned to the kingdom culture bestowed on it? Unfortunately, the answer for the present is no. Jesus will surely be true to his promises, but the danger is that as evil progresses, as it magnifies and becomes more decadent, His elect, his afflicted people will become discouraged, will not persevere in prayer, will not continue to have confidence in him, and will under heavy trials sink into despondency. The sole meaning of this phrase, therefore, is that there is more danger and probability that his people would grow weary that God would be found unfaithful and fall to avenge his elect. When the Son of Man shall come, he informs us that there will be no reason to wonder if men shall afterwards sink under their calamities. It will be because they neglected the true remedy, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He intended to intercept an offense which we are daily apt to take. And when we see all things in shameful confusion, treachery, cruelty, imposture, deceit, and violence abound on every hand, there is no reward or no regard 
to justice and there is no shame. The poor groan under their oppressors. The innocent are abused or insulted while God appears to be asleep in heaven. This is why the flesh imagines that the government of fortune is blind. But Christ here reminds us that men are justly deprived of heavenly aid on which they have neither knowledge nor inclination to place reliance. They who do nothing but murmur against the Lord in their hearts and who allow no place for his providence cannot reasonably expect that the Lord will assist them. Shall he? Find faith on the earth? Christ expressly foretells that from his ascension to heaven till his return, unbelievers will abound, meaning by these words that if the Redeemer does not so speedily appear, the blame of the delay will attach to men. And because there will be almost none to look for him, sad state of affairs. Would that we did not behold so manifest the fulfillment of this prediction, but experience proves that though the world is oppressed and overwhelmed by a huge mass of calamities, there are few indeed in whom the least spark of faith can be discerned. You know what, folks? Faith must be compounded daily. If faith is the substance of things hoped for, if faith is the evidence of things not seen, and if the definition of the word compound, according to Webster, is that which is formed by the union or mixture of elements, ingredients, or parts, and the result of composition, we must understand that faith is to be added to and or increased daily due to the things we encounter and are challenged in the content of our day. With the understanding that every day is a gift, within our gifted 24 hours, we are given to enjoy goodness and mercy, to face challenges and triumphs to sometimes err or fail, yet move beyond the unpleasantries of it. We are to spread the gospel and share our victories and our challenges. We are to grasp nuggets of wisdom from it and prepare to persist in moving forward despite it. We must move in the confidence of being able to face what might be appearing to be an unfathomable future. Because what you endure and survive helps you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are well able to withstand and overcome because you've already done it. You're on record as having endured hardship before. You're on record as having accomplished before. To have overcome before. And so you know the areas of personal, historical weaknesses as well as your inherent strengths. You know where your hit leaning posts are and your rest areas because you've already been there. 
You know the areas that God picked you up and carried you through. Just when you thought you couldn't somehow manage to have could. Those accomplishments, no matter how narrowly possible they seem, fuses hope in our hearts, a trust in our master, and a press forward fueled with a confident forward direction. With our eyes on Christ and his word in our heart and on our lips, we endure and obtain victory. There is a message in every minute. Let's start sharing it. Let the world know that the clock is ticking in our world. The clock is ticking on our lives. The clock is ticking on the church. Father, we thank you that you have given us the ability to overcome. And we embrace the overcoming. We look to you for wisdom and guidance, that you would think through our minds, that you would speak through our vocal cords, that you would enable us to face any pressures, any challenges that would come our way. But we would keep our eyes upon you, that we would cast our cares upon you, that we would acknowledge you in all our ways, that you may direct our paths, that we may be the church found with faith. Amen. 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 That was such a good word this morning. I pray that each and every one of you were listening, that hopefully you were taking notes. And I wrote down this one thing that um, Mr. Linda said, that faith must be compounded daily. It must be added to. See, we can't go through life remembering what we heard a year ago, maybe in a service or what we read somewhere pertaining to the gospel. Every day we need to be fed anew and afresh. See, the difficulties that you have faced in the past, They came to strengthen you so that when the day of adversity came and we are in the days of adversity, you will be able to stand. So keep your eyes fixed. Keep your eyes fixed on the Lord. Read the word and pray. Um, Because, yes, the clock is ticking. And I pray that every one of us understands the true depth of that. And may you seek him daily throughout your day. Don't don't just surmise that you're okay. Because you find yourself getting caught. Make sure that you put on the full armor of God so you can withstand any and all fiery darts. Well, that was a wonderful word this morning. It was powerful. And uh, it just goes along with what we heard over the weekend from Pastor Gerald Brooks. We're grateful for uh, the word that came forth to us. 
At this time, I want to turn to uh, Sister Myrna Whetstone because she's going to come at this time and share any requests with us. And let us all be in agreement. Let us be of one mind, one mind united in thought and in purpose. Because if we learn to be of one mind and two of us agree on earth, this is what the word tells us. If two of us agree on earth, then our Father will do whatever it is that we ask according to his will and his purpose. So, Myrna, will you come at this time, please? Yes, ma'am. Um, the first prayer request is from Donna Puckett. Good morning, family. Hope each and every one of you are doing most excellent this morning. My son, Jason, left on April 10th for the U.S. Army. It's a good thing for him because he was not happy out here and depression was trying to take over him. He is at Fort Fort Sill in Oklahoma for basic training. Please pray for his strength, continued courage, and safety, and for all those who are going through the same training as well, and that they will all get through the training and graduate with flying colors so that they will be proud of themselves and what they have accomplished and continue to do. Father God, we lift up Jason and the rest of the recruits to you this morning. Father, they chose to serve this country knowing the risk, knowing the cost, yet these young men and these young women accepted a call to serve. We don't take that lightly, Father. As they rise early in the morning, Father God, may they sense your presence. As they go through boot camp, give them the strength to finish strong. You have called each of these recruits to a service most of us won't understand. But, Father, they answered your call. Be with them in all that they do and everywhere that they go. And, Father, we thank you for their obedience to answering the call. We pray Psalm 91, Father God, over Jason and all those who are in his squad. We pray Jason and his squad will dwell in the secret place of the Most High and shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. They will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. On him I will lean and rely, and in him I confidently trust. For then God will deliver Jason and those around him from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Then God will cover Jason and his pinions, and under his wings shall Jason trust and find refuge. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler, Jason shall not be afraid of the terror of night, nor of the arrow, the evil plots and slanders of the wicked that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor of the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at his side and ten thousand at his right side, but it shall not come near him. Only a spectator shall Jason be. He will be inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High as he witnesses the reward of the wicked. 
Because he has made the Lord his refuge and the Most High his dwelling place, there shall no evil befall Jason, nor any plague or calamity come near his tent. For God will give his angels special charge over Jason to accompany and defend and preserve him in all his ways of obedience and service. They shall bear him up on, on their hands, lest he dash his foot against the stone. Jason shall tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the serpent shall he trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon the Lord God, therefore God will deliver him and will set him on high, because he knows and understands his name and has a personal knowledge of God's mercy love, and kindness. He trusts and relies on the Lord, knowing God will never forsake him. No, never. Jason calls upon the Lord, and he will receive answers. The Lord God will be with him in trouble, and will deliver him and honor him. With long life will the Lord God satisfy Jason and show him his salvation. And this we pray, Father God, for all the brave young men and young women who have signed up to serve this country, regardless of the military branch. Father God, we cover each and every one of them in this prayer. In Jesus' name. The next request is from Trevor Hayden. A family friend, Danny Anderson, is gravely ill, bleeding from the rectum. We're believing the Lord can heal him as he did the woman with the issue of blood. Danny has been a man of faith for years and asked that we, that we have prayer warriors pray for him. He's called all his close friends to tell us how much our love and support have meant to him over the years. I ask that you join us in prayer for Danny Anderson. I also ask for strength. I'm the only one here in the Bay Area, so it's incumbent upon me to visit. I ask the Lord to give me the words of healing and hope for Danny when I visit him in the hospital. Thank you in advance for your powerful prayers. Father God, we come before you. We come before your throne. We enter into your presence on behalf of our brother Danny Anderson and his issue of blood. Father, may he humbly present all of himself to you to receive a healing touch right now where he is. From the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, Father God, may your healing power flow into every area of his entire body now. Reveal the cause of this issue to Danny while he sleeps or in his quiet time with you when he prays or through someone that he trusts, Father God, in a casual conversation. And whatever you reveal and however you choose to reveal it, Father God, we pray that Danny's obedience will come into immediate action, Father God, to what you show him that he must do in order to be well, to be healed, to be whole, and to be complete in you. Father, you said in Isaiah 41.10, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Father God, surround Danny Anderson with your glory, which is your goodness, as he goes through this season. Father, we know that there is nothing 
nothing is impossible with you and that if it is your will, you can completely restore Danny to excellent health. Father, we give you permission to move how you see fit so that you will receive all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And Father, we lift up Trevor Haddon, Father God. When Trevor visits Danny, give Trevor the words of encouragement. Give Trevor the words of prayer. Give Trevor, Trevor the words of strength to cover Danny in the hospital with boldness, with courage, to pray over his room, to saturate the place where he is with worship, to invite your presence in so that not only Danny is affected by your presence, but so will the nurses, the doctors, the LVNs, and all the assistants that may or may not enter that room. So we give you all the praise, and we give you all the glory. We ask, Father God, that you have your way. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Myrna, for praying this morning. And we look for praise reports to come in that Jason passed all his training with excellence and the other uh, with him in this training and also for Danny because healing belongs to us as children of the Most High God and that you will be Father with Trevor as he goes and ministers hope to this man, Danny. We do thank the Lord. Our prayers of agreement, listen folks, our prayers of agreement puts the devil to flight. When we come into agreement, there is power, there is strength, and it's going to uproot from its very foundation anything, anything that was not planted by God. So we believe, and we're going to expect praise reports to follow these requests this morning. So thank you, Myrna, for praying. I want to go back to Minister Linda for any closing thoughts that she might have for us this morning. Minister Linda. Yes. um, Because we've been a part of a shutdown doesn't mean that we are to remain in a shutdown mode or mentality. It's time for the church to wake up to rise up and take its place of authority. Remember the signs of his coming, the signs of Jesus' return. Deceivers will deceive many. There'll be war and rumors of wars. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places, persecution, afflictions, and great hatred, false prophets, love will wax cold. But Jesus said, he that endures to the end will be saved. How do you endure? Revelations twelve eleven says it all. And they overcame him 
by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Loved ones, the clock is ticking. We must bear fruit. Let Jesus find faith in the earth. Let it be found in you. God bless. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Linda. Yes, let faith be found in you. Yes, hallelujah. We've had a great time this morning. going to close out with a word of prayer. And just know that God, God is there right beside you, walks with you, talks to you if you will but listen. Father, as members of the body of Christ, I pray we will live as humble, gentle, and patient people, accepting each other in love, that there is no division amongst us, for we are one. We are joined together through the Spirit. And as Sister Myrna prayed out of Isaiah 41, verse 10, I want to leave you with these scripture verses, and I want you to listen. And I will read again verse 10 and then 11, 12, and 13. Fear not. Fear not. There is nothing to fear, for I am with you. Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious right hand of rightness and justice. Behold, all they who are enraged and inflamed against you shall be put to shame and confounded. They who strive against you shall be as nothing and shall perish. You shall seek those who contend with you, but shall not find them. They who war against you shall be as nothing, as nothing at all. For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. I am the Lord who says to you, fear not, fear not, I will help you. And we say amen to the word of the Lord this morning. Please open the line so that we might worship together and give honor to our God. <laughs>